Welcome to the Broken Learning Podcast, where we talk about unlearning beliefs that no longer serve us and much more. We are your host, Aisha, aka Shante, and Ejiro, aka Ejiro. Join us bi weekly for a new episode. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Rogue Unlearning. Also, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, hey, don't forget to leave us a five star rating. Wink, wink. Season 4, Episode 5, Shits and Gigs, Am I the Asshole, Edition. Hey everyone, welcome Hello, back. welcome back to a new episode. So did you guys take our advice from our burnout episode? Mm. Well, I used to say you only, you will sleep and rest when you die. Do you remember <laughs> what we said? That it might come sooner than you think, you know? It just might come sooner than you think. Oh, what you did you guys know. think? Um, let us know what you think in the comment section. Um, show us some love, you know? Yeah, sure you Tell them. some love. Show us some love, oh, before we vex and put the paywall. <laughs> we joke, we joke, we joke. But show us some love. You can show us the love by leaving a comment, interacting with us, or you can go leave us a rating on Apple or Spotify. Yes, five star, not just any type of rating. That's a five star. Just give with it a comment. Good, good, good thing. You know what? In fact, anyone you want to do, just go and rate us. Like, actually, no, five star. <laughs> but yes, today we are going to be. This is just going to be a shits and gig episode. We are going to be having keep this it light more often. Keep it light. I think sometimes we're too serious, so we'll try and keep it light. But today's shits and gig edition is going to be an "Am I the asshole?" thread where we read a couple of "Am I the asshole?" questions and give our unsolicited opinions on it. We'll give our two cents. What is what is the Am I the Asshole thread? So Am I the Asshole is a Reddit thread uh, where, pe- where people come to ask specific questions on situations that have happened to them in their lives where they are trying to figure out if in that situation they were the assholes or they were not the assholes. Basically, that's what it is. It's the um, center of public opinion on a particular event in your life. That's what it is. It's not as it can be wild, but it's it's fun. We'll see. But before we dive into that, it's time for on our on my spirit segment. So Aisha, I'm going to come to you first. Do you have anything on your spirit today? So what's on my spirit is about you. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, boy, Ejiro is old now. She cannot go and, and do all night party. Um, uh, I <laughs> can't. Uh, I've been trying to now. recover for more than one, half of the one day night. For one night. Ejiro went at one night in the past two years on on party hangar, and she can't function throughout oh, the guys, next day. My clubbing days are behind me. The kind of party one. that I How do now is let's go to a restaurant, let's eat, let's have some cocktails. Maybe bar hop a 
maybe not really bar hop, but let's bar hop a little, eat another food, go out, you know, go out, walk down, walk for like 30 and minutes. And be back home by laugh, 10 p.m. And then go back maybe to another restaurant, buy a snack or something. And then be back home by 10 p.m. to wash room. my face, brush my they teeth. They say you're not ready to hand like out that. now. Yeah, you just be dulling somebody. Say who, look who is talking. The last time we went out, were you not the one that, uh, would I say, passed out <laughs> on the return? <laughs> who passed out? Look, look who is talking. Have you <laughs> it seen? It was not passed out. It this was, is the it was case of the the the, the, the kettle calling the pot black. With dehydration or not dehydration, who had the issue when we went out? You? <laughs> At least me. I was in the club ordering water <laughs> after to help bring my highness down a notch or two. <laughs> so, babe. Look in the mirror first. That's all I'm going to no, say. No, but seriously, I feel like as I get older, there's just some things that you used to pretty do. Like yeah. there's some kind of stretch and way you remove your body. Be like, ah, I near, I near. You just do car. You be like, hey, what happened there? And you only get worse from there. Like <laughs> honestly, I feel like I'm just in the at that point in life, and I feel like this is what happens to people when they when they hit thirty plus. You just you're just like. I don't want no stress. All me. those parties, I don't. Let's have brunch. Let's have bottomless mimosas on a Sunday. Let's find a nice place. Let's go to a hotel for a staycation. Like the level of activity, it just changes. Let's go on one hike and then come and pass out for the rest of the weekend. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of things we do. We start to attract because the kind of things we did in our 20s. I don't know where we got that strength in our late teens, early 20s, mid 20s. I don't know where we got that energy from. Now, if I stay out all night, I need two days to recover. Two days. Only? Yeah, yeah. Because one day is for sleeping, then the next day is to organize my life. (laughs) Like, right now, my house is a mess. Like, I have uh, a box in the hallway. I have trash I haven't taken out, but at least the bag is tied. I have... The house needs to be clean, needs to be mopped, needs to be vacuumed. The bathroom needs to be washed. Like, see, if somebody was in Lagos, now I remember them when I used to live in Lagos. We had a house help that used to come that we paid. Me and my housemates we paid. You can still do. They that. would just come. I know, but do you know how much? You have to pay more than minimum wage. We've tried to hire yeah, somebody obviously. to come and clean. But maybe look on Tax Rabbit as well. It's gonna be Tax Rabbit again. So Tax, tax Rabbit. Rabbit. Tax Rabbit. It's like uh it's it's a it's like a site app for services, right? You go in there, you say you're looking for someone who would help you pack. You're moving. You'll find someone on uh, there. You need someone to sh- shovel the snow from your dri- driveway, you'll find someone on there. They just they um they used to be they are mostly based in the US, but they just came to Toronto. I think Toronto is the first city in Canada they've come to. Yeah. Anyways, it just you know it's the we're getting old. Right now, I'm looking for the soft life. I want to be on a yacht, shaking my ass. Any money I get now for enjoyment, not Not for for enjoyment, enjoyment. not for enjoyment. You do you know? (laughs) worry about my future. (laughs) (laughs) You know my new favorite song right now. My favorite song of the one leg, one leg off. Ah, fitness. Hey, if I broke broke my my business. business. That's my that that's the life I want to live. I just want soft life. Soft life. Yeah. But I do have something in my spirit. So 
Um, I'm going to start out by saying, because I'm sure my sister will listen to this episode at some point. So I want to start out by saying, I should have listened to her. <laughs> I really should have listened to her. So last week we were having a conversation. She went on Twitter. Um, so it was the last week. Okay, so I, technically I have two things on my spirit. Um, the first one is, did you hear the story of Peter Duchess's son? Yeah. Okay. Now, the only reason this even, like, came up for me or that I took any interest in it is Peter Deutsch's son has, you know, said a couple of things. He has come out to say a couple of things. You know, all these people that think that they have the wisdom of all the ancestors in there. He has come out to say some things. Even his father has made some statements that I'm like, Peter Deutsch, you know, we love you as a veteran in Hollywood. I would appreciate it if people don't give you a mic anymore. Let's just remember that legacy you have in Hollywood. In Nollywood, rather. And, you know, carry the, forth, the torch forth. Um, so anyway, it came out that he, he's been married for 15 years to his wife. But then it came out that he took a second wife uh, because she got pregnant for him. And his wife... Is that true? Or is that because they've come and said it was Peter just came out and said it was a it was a lie, it's just publicity stunt because the guy wants to run for presidency. So is he saying that his son did it as a publicity stunt? Yes, that was what he was saying. Him, if if it's really okay, before I go back to the story, I'm just going to say this. If Peter Docek actually came out to say that it's a pub, his son did a publicity he stunt, it. he said it okay, that his son did a publicity stunt like that because he wants to gather clout for presidential. Then him, his son, and their full family are mad. <laughs> they are mad. You know why? Because if it was indeed a stunt, Peter Docek should have shut his mouth up. You don't come out and say such a nonsense that you are doing a stunt of taking a second wife and just to get clout for presidency. All of you are mad. Well, mm-hmm. why should I should not be surprised because Nigeria is a whole now, right now. It's madness is running amok. Okay, since he came out to say that, but I'm still going to say this just in case. It might be a lie because I've been seeing lie other stories. Up. Yeah, exactly. other stories. But the story is he's been married for 15 years and then he cheated on his wife, got someone pregnant, married her as a second wife and his wife found out with the rest of the world when it was announced on a blog. And... So I was, I was having a conversation with my friend who is married, right? She was telling me about it and I'm like, dang, that one would hurt. Like, it's one thing for your husband of 15 years to cheat on you and get someone else pregnant. It's another thing for him not to tell you upfront and you get to find out when the rest of the world finds out. There's a level of embarrassment there that is just slightly deeper than the act itself. And so uh, for me, when she was telling me, I'm like, so she was asking, she was asking, she's like, what would you do if you're in that situation? I'm like, there are three options. Number one, I'll end up in jail and you'll end up dead. <laughs> because I would snap. Number two is, I don't want any person to beg me. I don't want to hear, I'm sorry, my love. I don't want to hear in-laws coming to say our daughter, I'm not your daughter. Because when he was marrying the second wife, you knew. They were there and they were, did they not do pay? Not not pay exactly. So do not, price. nobody call me daughter. I am not your daughter. And so the second option is, I'm just going to leave. Nobody should beg me. Then the final option is, I will stay. We will keep this marriage. But Why? Listen, and let me land. We will let keep me tell this the story, girl. Exactly. <laughs> <Shala>. Yeah, <shala. laughs> Option three is, we stay married, and then I start having side booze. 
I'm going to start cheating too. Because men like to assume that women don't have sexual urges. You think that when we go out on a daily, we don't see fine men. That we don't think about how we can climb them like a tall tree. <laughs> they think they are the only ones that God created mm-hmm. with sexual desires. That, ah, you know, a man, especially in Nigeria, they tell you like, ah, you know how men are. You know, they just have to, they just see fine women outside. They have to say, me too, I can see fine man. I have eye. Adrian, Adrian, mm-hmm. let me tell you what happened. When that story broke out, we have one uncle in our family. Mm-hmm. This man married his wife when he was young, when they were in their prime, out of university. This man was struggling, you know, but this his wife he married, their family has money. Okay. So I think they gave them money to build up a business. Mm-hmm. This business has now boom big, but the woman never really had a child for him. But my uncle had a child before okay. he met this woman. So when this thing came out, so he's been wanting to marry a second wife, marry a second wife, not to marry sec, not to marry second wife because of Pekino. That's not the case because he already has a child who's yeah. a, who's already grown, no. But because he said he's doing the world a favor. So when he now, when this story came, when this story came out, he said uh, monogamy is a lie. There's no way. Show me anywhere in the Bible that said polygamy is a sin. That it's this is this is that all this monogamy is as a result of women being wicked to other women. Start how can how can they because they are not enough wait they are not enough um uh, men to go around to all the women so men need to take on the additional responsibility of marrying more women so that the women can have um status in society that they are married women right that is the wickedness from other women because they don't want to see the other fellow women progress and be healthy wow. another married woman standard that there's no way in the bible that polygamy is good is necessary you know if not what will happen to all the women that can't find husband because all the husbands have taken it there's more women than men so do. it is this it's guy, his job to marry all the, he's all doing, the women yes i say keep keep deceiving yourself you are just you know when you go just like I just feel so. I just like I'm like. Don't I, make I, an I wish, excuse. Just I wish she. I do. wish she ups and leaves you. Me I wish she leaves you because this is the highest betrayal. After the reason you are what you are that these other people are seeing you today is because of this your wife. But that's why. That's why no but woman wants to still, suffer with man again. But then you know? again, it's still women that. It's, then again, it's still women that are the wicked ones. Who are the ones that are the wicked ones? Because guess what? You are the one that said they vow to your wife, not the person you are trying to marry second second wife. Like you have betrayed this woman after she stuck with you through thick and thin. So my other take on this whole monogamy, polygamy thing is probably not everybody is meant to be in a monogamous relationship. Right. But my thing is if you know that in your heart you would like to be polygam polygamous then be with someone who also wants to be polygamous because there are women who would marry as a second wife willingly they are educated they are well to do and they would do that at least some of the stories i've read they would do that because they're like one i don't have this man every day he's not my problem every day so it's less i only get him maybe once a week or twice a week and yet because for example i was reading a story about a lady who decided to be the fourth wife to a man um uh, they are both Muslims, and you know uh, polygamy is accepted in Islam. And she's like, this man takes care of her. 
pays for a house, pays for everything. It's not the kind of polygam polygamy that some of these useless men want to have. Oh. They just want the reason to have a second wife. It's not like they even want to really provide for them like that. But she's like, she did it because she's like, really, I only get this man like once or twice a week. And it's only once or twice a week I really get to cook for him. Like, so I have the rest of the time to do whatever it is I want to do. And when he's here, we have the best sex ever. And then he's gone and I have time to like focus on other things. Like, who wants to be looking over a man like 24, 24 hours every day? So some people willingly choose that. So my thing with these men that are like, oh, men are primal, we're not supposed to be. Go and be with someone who wants to be in it. There are a lot of people practicing polyamory relationships polyamorous relationships right now go be with someone like that don't be with someone who wants a dedicated husband and then be like oh women are these women because they always find a way to make it a, a woman's what problem. is good for the goose is good for the gander exactly. which is why my third option going back to like peter Duchess' son's case is if i stay in that marriage it's technically no longer like a marriage marriage like we had it before people house 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 mates. because there is nothing you can say to me to prevent me from going outside to have my back blown out you don't get so like someone like me my husband comes to me like this has happened i will tell him quietly these are the three options one i kill you we go to jail our, our children are parentless two i just pack my back quietly don't even beg me i don't want to hear please baby just don't even don't I don't want to hear anything. Just let me pack my bag and find another house, which you will pay the first two years for. And I will leave. Three, I stay here, but marriage as we knew it, as of yesterday, is gone. Because I'm going to, if you think I'm well, going to... an open, open relationship. Open relationship. Because if you think that me, <laughs> I'm not going out to have my back blown out by another man. I'm not my father's daughter. What? Yeah. No, I feel like I feel like that's just very for me. I don't think that I feel like doing that would put me through more emotional turmoil. Oh, I would just up and leave, like pack Fair. my bags and disappear. And then I know that okay, yes, I'm no longer with this guy, and I can go and do whatever the fuck I want to do outside. Like uh, not that oh, I'm still we're still kind of married or not yeah. kind of married. Like nah. No, for I me, just, those are the three options. I can't. I I can't. I don't options. have that energy. Those are the three options, and I'm not even going to be discreet about it. You get. Like, if I'm going outside to have my back blown out, if you think that, <laughs> if you would not say, okay, okay, you can do it if you stay, but, you know, you just have to be discreet. Fuck you. I'm not being discreet. The world knows you have a second wife. The world is going to know that my back is constantly being blown out. You don't get. Because sometimes these men, eh, there's a way they think that they're just like, it just, and I'm beginning to understand, like, I'm, I'm getting to a point in my life where, like, sometimes when I hear men make the statement, I don't want to argue with you anymore. I'm going to meet you at your level. I know Michelle Obama says, when they go low, we go high. Bitch, I'm getting into the gutter with you. I don't know Michelle from anywhere. I am getting into the gutter with you. Like, there can be two mad people in this house. Because sometimes madness only recognizes or understands madness. Speaking of which, speaking of which, the news of Kevin Samuels... Yeah, I was going to. I was just getting there. Oh... Okay, do you want to go first? Go first. Tell let me, me, let me go first. Yeah. Okay. 
So, you know, may he rest in peace, you know, like, you know, it's, it's, you know, no matter how much I personally was not a fan in any way, shape or form of Kevin Samuel or the things he taught him. For me, I felt like he just always berated black women and he just, he had, for me, he he just reeked of toxic masculinity and all the things that are wrong with patriarchy in the world. Um, and, but, you know, rest in peace to him. Like nobody wants to die the way he died. Like, you know, from what I understand, he died, you know, in his condo, blah, blah, blah. But I, I also read it somewhere was that he died after, just after having sex with someone. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah, so all in all, not a terrible, not a terrible way. Not a terrible way to go. That's the way it went. Yeah. <laughs> but someone said, like, so someone had um, sent a message and said that, okay, well, this is the guy, because people started out saying that he actually died by, you know, being alone in his condo mm-hmm. and nobody even knew. In short, his mom learned of his death through social yeah, media. Yeah, she did. So there was no so there was one um so there was one babe that said that he was he died at fifty six. He's three times divorced. He was renting an apartment and he died alone with no emergency contact. That's who y'all are taking advice. Ad- relationship advice from. You know, women are this, women are oh yeah, now nah, stay and die alone. Like women are this, women are that they're not the ten about ten, yeah, if I were two. Like I'm just there like, you know what, like, you know, again, rest in peace, you know, respect to the dead and all that. But I, but there are people who are actually on social media jubilating that he's finally yeah, gone. Yeah, and I'm like, somebody like, else, somebody of, else yeah. will take over that messaging. He has mm-hmm. a lot of people who believes in his message. It's just like any, you know, yeah, for sure. church leader that dies, and it just mm-hmm. it, it just strengthens the movement. You should they just see the person as a a, a matter yeah. exactly like you yeah, know. Yeah, I I agree. The, the, so my thoughts on the death is, um, I feel like. He died young. He was 56, right? That's, that's young. To die at 56 is young. Um, so, and for like, when I think about him, didn't I didn't like him one bit. Um, but at the same time, it's a life lost. And um, I feel like, you know, when sometimes when I think about his, like the legacy a lot of people would have of him or the reminder a lot of people would have of him, I feel like that is... Um, Unfortunately, in my opinion, I feel like that's someone who didn't really use his life well. And he died young. So for that, like, there's a sadness there. Like, man, I hope, like, if you do choose to come back to another life, you live a different life and you're better for it. That being said, I am not a proponent of, oh, someone is dead. So ah, don't say, don't speak ill of the dead and stuff like that. If someone was an asshole in life, that person remains an asshole in death, in my opinion. Like, n- just because someone died doesn't mean that my it opinion... It absorbs them of everything. It absorbs them or my opinion of them has changed with their death. I thought he was an asshole while he was alive. I still think he's an asshole in, in death. Can we recognize the fact that he died young? It's sad. A life is lost. Yes, I completely sympathize. And the truth is, no matter how much we dislike him, there are people in his life who loved him. He had, he must have had like one or two friends who loved him. His mother definitely loved him, you know, and stuff like that. So for that, it's sad. But do I, do I think, you know, he was an asshole while he was alive? Absolutely. I felt like he was someone who hated black women specifically. And just a side drag and crossfire to black men. Those of you who date white women, I don't care what race of wife you have. 
my only problem with some of you is the ones that would date a white woman and then will bash a black woman and say, I'm dating a white woman because a black woman X, Y, Z. We do not care. Date a white woman because you like her, because you love her, because whatever. But don't try to prove a point. Don't try to prove a point to us. We don't, we don't want you. You are the ones that there was one I saw on TikTok. Um, his white girlfriend was like, why do you think black men go for white women? Nigga said, um, no, was that what she said? She said, I think the question was something, something along those lines of why do you think black, black men date white women or date outside of your race or whatever. And his response was, instead of him to maybe even personalize it and say, well, I don't know me. I just fell in love with a white woman or something like that. Baba went, well, you know, black women, they always have attitude problem. Black women. I said, did she ask you what black women did? Did she, was that her question? Why are we, why are we suddenly getting crossfires? Like, so that's just a side note to you guys, because the other thing I read about Kevin Samuel was like, he died after having said, it was like a white woman who like called the cops and stuff. And I know some people online were like, well, did she save you? The white <laughs> Not that but if it was, you know. I don't, I don't think the case would have been different. If it was the time, it was, if it black was his woman, time, yeah. it was his time, right? Yeah. Um, but I do hope he finds peace in the next life because clearly I don't know what was going on in his head and in his life. I just um, feel like still, it's a it's a good reminder for the, everyone, no matter the kind of life you decide to live, whatever kind of message you decide to follow, is how do you want to be remembered when you die, right? Life, you think you're, you're not guaranteed of tomorrow. You're only guaranteed of now. You're like, you don't know whether you're going to be waking up tomorrow. Yeah. So what kind of life and legacy do you want to live? How do you want to be remembered? Sure. Because life is fleeting. Like, life is, is very, is. It's very It's a reminder, fleeting. right? No matter that your number of followers will not, will not save yeah. you. No, the, your followings will not save you. Your likes and comments and your money, it won't save you. That's the one place. Rich, poor, ugly, fine, tall, short, big, small. That's the one destination we're all sure of. We're all going to die one day. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Anyways, moving on from that, um, the second thing I had on my mind which is the one I was going to, I started off by saying my sister was right. So I was talking to my sister last week. She was telling me about the Peter Doche son stuff. And she was looking up a hashtag on Twitter and something else popped up. And she screamed on the phone. She's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I want to wash my eyes. I want to wash my eyes. I wish I didn't see this. And my curiosity was like, girl, what? Show me, send it to me. She's like, Adro, I beg you. Do not see this. I do not wish for you to see this. I'm like, girl, the more you say this, the more, the more I want to see. I want to see this. Send it to me. She's like, don't say I did not want you. She sent me two clips. The first one had me going to the bathroom to wretch up, you know. Oh, wow. It that was bad. the, did you, have you heard about the Dubai hashtag Dubai pot potty? No. Okay. So, you know, there's a thing. First of all, Arab men, Arab men, Arab men, your judgment is waiting with God. That's all I'm going to say. Especially with their views on black women. So, apparently, there are some girls that go to Dubai. It's a thing, right? They go to Dubai to have sex with wealthy Arab guys. Now, apparently, there is this huge fetish of Arab men where they will pay you a lot of money. 
to shit on you. Sh- not just to shit on you. Shitting on you is one. Shitting on you, I still don't get the appeal behind it and why people do it. But at least you can go wash up your skin. You can go soak in chemicals. Shit in your mouth, Aisha. Eee, I, watched, I watched this video. Aisha, I watched three seconds and I threw my phone away and I ran into the bathroom. To Ew. Oh, God. Because what I saw is branded in my skull. It's branded. Yeah, you can't see something like that. And my sister was like, I begged you. I literally begged you not to watch it. And then the second thing I saw was bestiality. It was women having sex with, being paid to have sex with dogs. Oh, and that still exists. Yes. Dogs, horses, whatever. And all I want to say is, if by chance someone who is someone who is considering doing one of these things is listening to this podcast, or I'm someone going to doing Dubai one of these for things, runs or parties. this is what someone who is doing runs somehow finds this podcast and is listening to this episode. This is what I want to say. Girl, what happened to regular prostitution? Where you just lay on your back, you do doggy style, you do what they bend you like a pretzel. What happened to regular sex? Regular prostitution. What happened to it? Because there's a level of inhumanity that comes in those acts. Like, in those acts, there's something... They don't I see feel, you as a human being. I feel like you they don't even see as a human. part of your soul when you do that because... Let's say you go, they pay you two million. Let's just even say they pay you two million. I feel that high, but let's say they pay you two million dollars, right? And you live there and you go back to Nigeria, you go back to wherever it is, you are boiling, you are partying. That's fine. Like you're not really thinking about the thing you've done. You're having fun. What happens when the music is off, when you're home alone, when you're staring at yourself in the mirror? Can you look at yourself in the mirror? Because I know I would not be able to. I would break every mirror I ever own. Anything that has a reflection will be broken in my house. How do you live with yourself? And I know that there might, maybe, I don't know, maybe some people, they get into this really bad um, deal. They can't come out. They have someone, you know, someone has their passport or whatever. Kind of like the way people, girls are sent to like Berlin for prostitution. Maybe, maybe trafficking. Maybe that, if it's trafficking and something like beyond your control, man, I pray that God delivers you from that. And I pray that you remain healthy and you have a good life after that. But if you willingly chose, like you can walk out and say, I'm not doing that anymore, but the money is too good and you willingly go to do that. Girl, I need you to sit down, look yourself in the mirror and be honest with yourself. Can you look, can you meet your own gaze in the mirror? Because what? Yeah, that's that. Those two videos, it scared me. I am. I, 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 I can't, I, yeah, I, you're tra- you've been traumatized. You need recuperation, man. Ah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I'm just going to leave it at that because, because those Arab men, like the things I have, to, the things I want to say to you, I feel like God is not going to be happy with me. So they your don't judgment, see you as a human your being. judgment is with God because and you know, I was watching TikTok the other day, and one girl, um, she docu- documents her travel. She's a solo traveler. She's like, one of the places she would not advise a black girl traveling alone to go to is the Middle East. She's like, the way those men would cat call you, they would do, they would try to like proposition you everywhere you go. She's like, eventually she had to buy a burqa 
to wear for the rest of her trip. And that's the only time men left her alone. What's Boka? Like the full, maybe I'm not pronouncing oh, it correctly. Like, like the full. Oh, the Jalabia head. Yeah, the head, her. the one that is and like face from the head to, to the toe. Oh. And that's the only time they left her alone. She's like, she would never go there. I'm like, and I don't think anything will ever take me to the Middle East. I don't even want to go visit the Middle East. Because the way those those men sexualize black women... No, it's not sexualized, though. It's, I feel like you see black women at that point as animals. Because that they want to ex- that they experiment, that it doesn't matter. Just the way we have chicken, goats, you can crossbreed them, you know. You crossbreed this black animal woman with a dog and let's see what happens. Or let's put, let's just make this animal our toilet for the day. Like they don't see, you're no longer a human being. Because guess what? When you, because at that point you're not, they don't see you they as a human They will not even being. do that to their own women. They cannot do that to their own women. They cannot. After watching that video, Aisha, I can tell you that any, I don't even know if I had any respect for them to begin with, but any atom of respect I had is gone. I can never look at any, and I'm, I know that not all of them are like this, but I can never look at any of them the same way. I can never look at any of them the same way. Because you have so much money to the point that you're like, hmm, how do I want to spend my money now? I'm not going to... I'm not going Bus to lions to and tigers orphanages. I'm not going to help people who are hungry. I'm not going to try to stop sex trafficking. I'm not going to try to stop slave for slavery. I'm not going to try to stop to invest my money in any of these things. I'm not going to even try to invest in education, food, agriculture. No, I think I know what I'm going to do. I want to shit in a black woman's mouth. That is what will bring me joy. Hey. There's a special place. Hey, God. There is a special place in hell for all Arab men that are like that. There is a special place, not just in hell, beneath hell itself for men like that. May you get everything you deserve in this life and in the next life and in the next life and in the next life. Mm, I mean. That's all I'm going to say on that. Because Oof. I can rant on that for hours. So, let's move into uh, our shits and giggles because we need to com- decompress from that. Shits and giggles um, episode. Yeah, I didn't watch the video, but I feel like, I, like girl, the picture is very vivid. Girl, girl. So, um, we're going to be doing Am I the Asshole from Reddit today. So, the first question we have is, am I the asshole for going off on my husband after seeing texts he sent his mom, which constantly caused her to berate me? Here's the story. All right, I'm going to be brief here. I have a four-month-old daughter. Motherhood is obviously difficult, but with the pressure from people around me wanting me not to mess it up, uh, it's becoming too overwhelming. Whenever my daughter gets sick, I'll get a call from my mother-in-law, who is a medical professional, to point out what I did wrong, then berate and lecture me about it, although I do all I can. Days ago, my daughter started having diaper rash. Mother-in-law called me and was furious. I still had no idea how she knew. My husband said he didn't see or call her for two weeks. I had an argument with her after she accused me of causing my daughter her diaper rash and also called me neglectful. Last night, when my husband and I were laying in bed, he wanted to show me something on his phone. As he scrolled through his text, I caught a text that he sent his mom around the same time our daughter got sick. I looked at it and and it said that I caused our daughter diaper rash and then neglected treatment. I was stunned. 
He saw the look on my face and wanted to retrieve the phone, but I took it and scrolled up and saw more text from him, basically giving her details about every move, every move I make regarding our daughter's care. I felt enraged, enraged and quite betrayed. I went off on him, told him he was out of the line tackling to his mom about my mess ups and not only letting her, but encouraging her to berate me and lecture me about my own daughter, which has worn my self-esteem down as a mother and caused me depression. He said I shouldn't have snooped on his private conversations with his mom and said that I needed this occasional guidance from his mom to make sure our daughter is in good health. I yelled at him and he called me crazy, then walked out to stay on the couch. Things have been pretty bad after that, and this morning he avoided me and refused to talk about it, except to say that I overstepped by reacting with hostility. Am I the asshole? In Gerlock say, you know, she know, you know, it's one thing to say, oh, my mother-in-law is the problem. And then you now realize that it's your husband that is the problem and probably instigating his mother to talk to you because he doesn't have the balls to tell you how he truly feels about your efforts in the house. For me, what happens in the house should stay in the house. Even if he's going outside the house, it, like there shouldn't be a third party sort of like talking to the other person on your behalf. Like, why are you in a relationship if you cannot communicate with each other in the first place? And motherhood is hard enough and stressful enough as it is. Why would like everybody is no, but there's no handbook on, on, on being a parent, right? So instead of this guy to have empathy to see, okay, how do I support these slip ups? Like, how do I, um help out you know how do i help out more so like why is the entire responsibility of this daughter livelihood and living on you know and on the mom and then she's blamed for everything okay okay what were you doing now you said why you not change diaper what were you doing you too why did you google to say how what can i use to solve diaper i'm going to the pharmacy buys and rub it on your daughter what i oh, i don't understand so all of a sudden like I, for me, I feel like it's enraged because any man who claims to really and truly love his wife and appreciate everything that she does would not do that. Not even a mama's boy. And and, and again, I don't even know a lot about the story to see if this guy is a mama's boy. Has to be. Probably has to be. But how? I'm, I'm sorry. It just only shows how. I don't want to use the word weak, but it's just childish. Mm-hmm. Immature. Very immature. So no, she's not the hassle. Okay. So I think I think I'll start off by saying no, I don't think she's the hassle. A couple of things. One, their daughter is only four months. There's also so- something called postpartum depression. Four months. And instead of this idiot of a husband to be assisting his wife to help her, because clearly it doesn't seem like they have like well, it didn't say, but he doesn't say anything about having like a help in the house to help as well and he's there um it's one thing to go to his mom for like professional medical advice but it has to be like hey do you want me to ask my mom about how we can handle this or even if he just goes to his mom it's not a thing of it's more of it it should be more of a thing of hey mom um baby has like diaperage do you have any like um recommendations on treatment and then if his wife ever came to him to say, oh, your mom spoke to me like this today, he should be the one to check his mother. You should be able to check your mother. But the fact that he's going be behind his wife's back to talk to his mom, his mom berates, berates his wife, which he calls occasional guardians, and then lying to his wife that he hasn't had this communication with his yeah. mom. Um, 
and then after she finds this text basically telling her like oh she's overreacting um um, calling her crazy and stuff like that. I feel like that's gaslighting behavior And I feel like this would not be the first time in this relationship that he's done, he's done this This kind of thing doesn't happen overnight So no, she's Just not the yeah. asshole, but I do believe that both of them need couples counseling on how to go move forward with this marriage if they if they both want this marriage to work and how to remove the mom as the third party in this marriage she has to be removed from the equation because, like, for example, like, if you have a Christian wedding, sometimes, like, I know I've heard, like, a couple of pastors say something like this, where the the third person that is supposed to be in your marriage is God. It's God. It's husband, wife, and then God, the string that ties you. You can't be bringing uh, your mother into, into this. Because what would be his reaction if she brings her own mom into it? If she brings her best friend into it? If she brings her father into it? Into his fatherhood, into his fatherhood, his his own father parenting style. Exactly. So I feel like, which is why I feel like this behavior is not new. I think he might have, there are certain things he would have done and said to her previously. Maybe things like, my mother did this, why can't you? That she would probably have allowed to take place in the relationship. Maybe thinking like, oh, you know, he says that from time to time, not a big deal. Probably he will outgrow it or whatever. And then it has eventually morphed into this. And the fact that she's even sitting down thinking that, oh, maybe I'm the asshole in this situation is wild. Like, she she even said, like, his mother's berating has lowered her self-esteem and caused depression. Like, he's not even thinking about her mental well-being. He's like, oh, no, you need occasional guidance <laughs> and you are acting crazy. I, I don't know what else to say. Oh, like, I don't like to be the one to tell people to leave their husbands for... I would say couples therapy. That's what I would say for this couple. But no, she's not the asshole. If you remember how... I remember growing up. So you know how in our Nigerian culture where, for example, parents can just show up from the village unannounced, right? And then come and sit and start demanding that you... Now you just born, no. You know, now you, you know, you're probably going to... Not just cuckoo. They want pounded yam with a fin sala, you know? This very, very, very specific. And then they demand this because, you know, and they can't, if they can't come, I'm telling you, like, if they come and they meet your husband, for example, watching play, they'll be like, hey, she don't finish my, our son. It's like, you know, men it's are not even allowed to do anything. It's usually women that uphold such stupid things. I know, but um, it is women. It really is. It reminds me of this book I read, A Woman Is No Man. Um, there was a part in the story where they had gone to, so this particular uh, woman where the story is centered around, like she had uh, her son, just for context, her son had beat his wife to death and then killed himself as well. Like, I think he, 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 he killed both of them, like, but he had been abusing her all through this marriage and they had been living. So himself, the son and the wife had been living with his parents as well. Like they all live in this one big house. Right. And every time she and she married him when she was like 18, she didn't even want to marry him. It was kind of like a arranged marriage thing. And every time she talked to her, when she got the courage to talk to her mother-in-law about like the beatings, the woman gave her concealer and told her that every woman goes through this one cover up your face. And then they hid the nature of her death, the parents' Hmm. death from the three kids they left behind. 
So long, the part I'm trying to get to is she had gone to see one of their friends, one of her friends whose daughter-in-law had just had a baby. So while she was there, um, she and some other women, they were like, oh, so where's your daughter-in-law? Why are you the one serving us tea and everything? She's like, oh, her daughter-in-law is sleeping, that she's tired. And they're like, tired, like, in our day, you still had to serve your in-laws, you had to do this, you had to do this. And the woman made a good point. She's like, when we were in that situation, I remember my own experience and I hated it. I wished people had helped me. I wish my mother-in-law had helped me. And knowing that she's a woman who has given birth understood in that moment that I also needed rest. I wish, I remember thinking I wish she had helped me. And so I'm going to change that because I'm going to change that scenario for my daughter, yeah. my daughter-in-law so that she in turn can change that. And so she, to to this, evil from exactly, to so she was talking to, to these women like, how did you feel? when you were doing that you weren't happy about it so why are we now the ones standing here wanting to do the same thing to these women and so she was basically talking about how she is going to change that and the woman like thought about it for like a little a little while i was like oh i don't know what i would do i don't know but yeah there were a lot of like things in the book that um, like that part really stood out to me and it's funny how like women are the ones that usually perpetrate this nonsense it's almost like it was hard for me during my time. I'm going to make it even harder for the next, yes. you know, next set of people. And you're like, for what? What like, reason? What, like, what reason? Why? 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 Yeah. All right. Let's go on to the next Am I the Asshole question. So this is Am I the Asshole for getting mad that I wasn't invited to my ex-wife's wedding? My ex-wife and I were together for seven years and we have two daughters together ages five and three. Shortly after the birth of our three-year-old, we broke up in a very, in a kind, civil manner. Few months, few months after our breakup, she met her current fiance and started dating. Once our divorce was finalized, a year after that, they got engaged. Overall, due to the fact that I'm the father of two children that I have with her and I've been in her family for seven years. I have a pretty great relationship with her family and I still get invited to family gatherings. I can tell my ex-wife is not so happy about it, but she sucks it up for the sake of the kids and her family. Now they're planning their wedding. They've been planning their wedding for some time and they just give out invites. I wasn't included. Our daughters were, but I wasn't. <laughs> I contacted her family, mainly her sisters and her mom, and I expressed how upset I am that I'm excluded from the wedding. And I'm even more upset that they didn't do something about it. They say that it's not up to them and it's the couple's decision and they wish they had me there, but they don't want to piss my ex-wife off by going against her wishes. Later, my ex called me and scolded me for calling her family to complain and asked me why I feel entitled to an invite to her wedding, as should. I told her that I still feel like part of the family and it's weird that I'm invited to all these family gatherings but excluded from this one and I think we can be civil and supportive towards each other. I also feel like it would be a good thing for our kids to see us being so supportive and me being in the wedding sends a good message we're still co-parenting after all, and we have a decent kind of relationship despite our breakup. And I don't see a reason to be excluded since I'm still a big part of our life since we share two kids. She said I'm very entitled for this and that it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous how I got mad 
that I, as an ex, was not invited to the wedding, that she doesn't owe me that. Am I the asshole? <laughs> okay. Couple of things to unpack and begin to understand why they got a divorce. Um, <laughs> first thing, okay, so for me, first thing is um, maybe the divorce wasn't as amicable as he thought it was. Um, but then, because he, he mentioned like, oh, he's still very close to the family, but his wife, his wife doesn't like it, but she sucks it up. That's giving hints like, was it as amicable as he thinks it is? Or is it just his perspective that thinks it was super amicable? Anyways, moving on to, he seems like someone who has this ability to, if this, if he has like a connection with you or something with you, he can, he has the ability to hold that as a leverage over your head. So he keeps referencing the fact that they were married and they have these two kids together as an excuse to get his way with stuff like, oh, we have two kids together. Why am I not in your wedding? The children should see we're amicable. The children know you're amicable because you're still in their lives. That's how the children know you're amicable. She doesn't owe you. Um, why would why do you want to be on their being their wedding so bad? Like, and it also tells me he hasn't moved on. Like, I don't think he's seen someone that he's serious about either. Because if he was, he wouldn't be so pressed about being in this wedding. It just sounds to me like he just wants to be there to see how things would be like and like a nosy neighbor. Or maybe even cost something. Who knows? Like, why are you so pressed to be in your ex's wedding? Like, you want to actually sit down and watch your ex get married to someone else. It's not like it's been 10 years or 15 years where, like, so much water has passed under the bridge that you're just like, yeah, man, we're cool. Right? You just want to show up for her wedding, like, one year, about a year or two years after you guys' divorce. You just want to sit down there and be like, I'm a supportive ex-husband. That's weird. It's really weird. And I like the fact that she told him that, like he he sounds entitled, which is what he does. He does sound super entitled, which is why I feel like he keeps using that we have kids together as something like like a leverage, like but we have kids together. Why won't you let me do this? Like we have, it, it sounds like someone that likes to push boundaries and then look for excuses, like oh, but we have kids together. <laughs> so is she the asshole for not inviting him to the wedding? Absolutely not. I think he is the asshole for being an entitled prick. Let me just say, if you guys, if anybody doesn't know this, once you divorce someone or you break up in a relationship, you don't, you, you have just take it that you're also breaking up with that person's or you're divorcing that person's family as well. I feel like out of respect for himself, he shouldn't even be attending those, um, his ex-wife family gatherings when they invite him. He can politely decline. He doesn't have to be there. Because if you read the second part of that statement, because of that, he's saying he's even, he's even upset m- with the family, upset even more with the family members. Yeah, but well, I also think family members. members that didn't set boundaries. Like, I know now, but if they don't set, once you set boundaries for yourself and wrap respect, but clearly for this is someone that doesn't know anything about boundaries. Ah, wow. Um, because he's saying like the family usually invites him to functions. I know, but it's not the family that is getting married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but every time they invite him, he accepts the invitation. Which means, that's why this one time that they are respecting their daughter's wishes, not to... Like, the other ones have been family functions. This is her wedding. She's Mm -hmm. like, I don't want this guy there. They're like, fine. So the first time they set a boundary, like, oh, we can't invite you for this because our daughter doesn't want you there. He takes it as what offense to his person. That is someone who doesn't understand the concept of boundaries. That's why he doesn't. You're talking about self-respect. Baba doesn't. 
as far as the as far as he's concerned right now, he's sitting on a mighty high horse because he feels is the spirit is basically the spirit of entitlement. Hmm. Yeah, he feels entitled to it because oh, after all, aren't we family? I feel like maybe you know when you know how there are people who being a parent or just you know a certain way of life they're already so used to it they can't come out of it i mean for someone like him he should be making new traditions with himself just himself and his kids that does not involve his ex-wife or his ex-wife's family right and that's why people sometimes people even though you're co-parent that's why people find it hard to date or to be with people who already have children from a previous relationship. Because what are the boundaries? What are the boundaries? Yeah. Have they even figured out co-parenting? Yeah. Or is, is there still wars going on? Like, you know, what what is going on in that sense where, you know, the children can be used as leverage every single time and there's no way you can say, oh, hands off, I'm not going to be there. It's going to affect you. It's going to affect you guys' relationship. So, I mean, I feel like he's... Is such an asshole. He's so entitled, um, and he needs to get a life outside of being or outside, outside of co-parenting and his um, ex-wife. I agree. And, and I agree. Family. I remember I, I once heard a woman say like the only way she can date a man with kids is if the kids are of a certain age and up, because yeah. that means that they've had some time to figure out how co-parenting. to parent. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So yeah, but um, the guy is the asshole. The ex-wife is not the asshole. Okay, so the next one we have here here is, am I the asshole for giving a very silly, ugly smile in meetings after my boss said I should smile more? So it goes, I work in a tech consulting job. I'm the only woman on the team. And my boss told me I was coming off harsh with clients and should be more upbeat and smile more. It felt eek. I right away texted my group chat of co-workers without the management in it, asking, has boss man ever told any of you guys to smile more? It was an immediate round of no's, and a couple of my co-workers asked if he said that to me and pointed out the double standard. A few of my co-workers joked that some of the clients we have right now don't give them anything to smile about. So then I asked <laughs> if any of them had ever been called harsh, and it was again all no's. I told them that the boss had told me to smile more and one of my co-workers sent me a picture of a girl pulling a silly face with a weird pinched smile and bug, bug out eyes saying, well, what the boss man says he gets. I thought that was hilarious and decided to actually do it. Anyway, I started smiling more and more around my boss, but also a bit stupidly just keeping my mouth pinched tensely, gums on display, and purposely pulling my chin back towards my neck so I get a double chin. (laughs) (laughs) I never did it in front of actual clients, just my boss and co-workers who were in on the joke. And my boss kept looking uncomfortable when I did. He asked me at a meeting about a week in what that face I was pulling was. I said, "Uh, what face? He said, that one, just a second ago. And my co-worker said, what she was just smiling what are you getting at her for my boss said it looked like she was pulling a face and my other co-worker pulled out his phone where he had some pictures from a recent happy hour where i was pulling that face to make my co-workers laugh and he said dude what the hell is wrong with you that's literally her smile look at this picture from last friday and all my co-workers backed him up saying that's just how i smile my boss was looking kind of incredulous so i clarified that if something makes me spontaneously laugh or green it probably looks 
a little more relaxed. But when I'm just putting on a smile to be polite or post for a picture, I guess that's how I smile. And I was trying to be polite after he let me know I was coming off harsh in meetings. Anyway, at my next one-on-one -on -one meeting, my boss said I didn't need to change my demeanor that much based on his comments. Because honest, honestly, it was coming off disingenuous and that would look worse in front of clients. I just said, yeah, I guess I never really, I've never really been good at being super peppy without it looking fake. And as far as I know, that was the end of that. Except for it becoming a running joke at the office that I look like Nigel Tonberry. I don't know who that is. Which is a pretty smashing nickname, honestly. But I feel a little bad that I basically gaslit my boss and my co-workers were in on it instead of being direct with him and just saying that he was coming across a bit sexist. Am I the asshole for my fake smile? No. I feel like she... Sometimes you can't just... See, eh, when people do you wrong or do something wrong, sometimes just telling them that is wrong doesn't work. You have to show them how wrong they are. Now, I also work, we also work in tech, right? Many times we are one of like one or two black people or just even, you know, one of two women in the meeting or in the group, right? And I feel it is very sexist because no one ever tells men to smile. Like, I, and, I, and I'll tell you, like, and I know we're talking about smiling. I'll tell you, like, there are times when I'll give a presentation. Say maybe I'm going through, like, a, you know, some sort of assessment. And I'm doing, like, a, you know, some kind of technical presentation. And then all of a sudden, I might, they'll be like, oh, you came across as too defensive. Or you came across as too pushy. Or... You know, meanwhile, I probably would say this half the same thing or use the same words somebody else would, would use. And, you know, this is just me coming off of, off of my, like, you guys hear how I talk now. Sometimes I'm like very passionate. Sometimes yeah. I'm like, well, I don't know. You know, but then it's like, I'm giving this, but all of a sudden I'm too, I'm doing too much. I'm like, you need to, then, then when I now take it down a whole notch, I remember one manager telling me that I need to take it down a whole notch. When I think that it's like, oh, what happened? Are you sick? I'm not sick, auntie. You told me that I was doing too much. Now, now I'm doing too much. So sometimes just saying, saying it, you have to show them that what they're asking for is actually very stupid. And so she's not the asshole. Yeah. So for this one, I don't think she's the asshole. Um, like even she and her co-workers decided it was Her boss sexist. is the asshole. Her boss is the asshole. Um, smile more <laughs> this is really the petty way to go about it because um if i <laughs> i would probably do this if i had to the petty in me will probably do this um but if i was like really really pissed i probably would just say like okay i'm going to conduct a company poll on um who thinks yeah because i really get your point like sometimes people i remember one time someone had told me like Oh, you need to speak up more in, in, in the meetings. This is also at the time where there were like three, four meetings that I moderated, right? Which means for the entire like one hour call, I'm the only, most times the only one talking and presenting stuff. And then the one or two meetings that I don't get to moderate where I'm like, I can actually be quiet. They're like, oh, you need to speak up more. And so I remember I had told the person like, I would speak up more when I have something to say. I'm not just going to speak up 
and echo something someone else has said just for the sake of speaking out. Like, I would not do that. So I get how, especially in tech, it's a, oof, it can be a very weird place to work. It's wanting to be the only woman. It's wanting to be the only black woman or black person. It's, uh, it's tough. So is she the asshole? No. If I had co-worker, a lot of co-workers who were super supportive, can I pull something like this off? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, like, kudos to our co-workers. People, people, oh my God. Aisha, you probably know this, like, I can be petty if I You have actually, you've I actually changed to. for the better now that I you've have. Been I older, have. I really have. Like, adults. if this was 2008, 2010, 2011, man, I was petty. I could absolutely do this now i'll probably just roll my eyes and walk away but is she the asshole no because like why would you ever tell someone to smile more am i the asshole for telling my wife i'm not acknowledging her on mother's day <laughs> yes you are you have never only heard you many stories wait now nah, we'll see okay weeks ago we made a plan for mother's day weekend and specifically it was just my wife our child and myself. I booked a hotel room on Disney. Uh, we were to spend both Saturday and Sunday at Disney. Um, I had planned for a few extra surprises while in the park. I was really looking forward to the weekend getaway trip with my family. My wife last night informs me she's invited her sister, her fiance, and their child to come along on the trip. I was irritated, but pitched a fit, which I was told to uh, pitch a fit. When I was told they will be staying in our room with us since all the hotels are now booked solid. But they are paying their own way and everything else. Oh, okay. Great. That just makes things so much better. I told her she really should have asked before inviting them. She says, why? It's Mother's Day weekend. If it's the weekend for me, shouldn't I be able to do what I want? Uh, no. Not when it was a family vacation. But they're family, she says. I let it go and just was going to put on a fake smiley face the entire weekend. The more I thought about having them two up my ass, the more irritated I became. I told my wife tonight she needs to tell them the trip is off. She says they're already packed. I don't care. I asked her why her sister, of all people, if she wanted to invite someone, why not her mother since it's freaking Mother's Day. <laughs> I would have gladly loved to have her mom come along instead of her sister. By the way, we were supposed to take her mom out to dinner tonight for Mother's Day, but my wife ruined that too with this crap over her sister. She told me she would not tell her sister they can't come. I told my wife then, I'm not going. I'm not calling her, not texting her, emailing her, not even acknowledging her on Mother's Day for ruining the trip. She can enjoy her mother's day with her sister instead. Apparently, I'm the household now for being unwilling to put up with her sister's cruel behavior towards me. So do you still stand by your first answer? Yes, the <laughs> asshole. And this is why. This is why. Up until he said, I would not call you, I would not text you, I would not do anything. Since you want, you are choosing your sister he up until that point he was not the asshole at that point he became the asshole and here's why i think he could have easily decided not to go on the trip which is what he did that that's fair because like everything he had said i felt it was justified because personally i'll be irritated too especially if they're sharing the same room with us i would be pissed 
you know me, I like personal space. So up until that point, I was with him. In his shoe, what I would have done is, I'm not going to, because I feel like him saying all of that is also centering himself in the trip. The trip was about Mother's Day and family. I get it. And I get that he's pissed. Um, I understand him deciding not to go because it's a really pissy situation. Um, but I feel like he could still just like send her a text or a call and say, maybe let's say they are still fighting serious fight. He could just say happy mother's day. And I also, I take it from the, um, from the story that he doesn't, his wife's sister is not his favorite person in the world. Yeah. They probably never get because along. he's even saying like, I would take her mother over the sister, which means there's some tension there. So like the fact that, and also I feel like his wife was like, I think, I think, I think both of them are assholes. Like I also think the wife is like the bigger asshole. I feel like when your husband plans such a trip for you, if you want to modify it, you should have the conversation with him first. He's the one paying for it. Exactly. You should have that conversation with Especially, him first. Especially, yeah. One. Even if two, you don't pay for it, now that I think about two, it. Two, you even know that clearly your sister is not your husband's biggest fan. Why would you want a situation where you put both of them in the same room for days on end? You get what I mean? Like, it's one thing if you're on the trip together. That's fine. Like, I'm not saying choose your husband over your sister. But I'm saying, like, why would you want a situation where you both, like, everyone will be sharing the same one room? Like, why would you do that? Like, why would you do that? Could you, could you and your sister not plan for something else some other time? Like, you, this is your husband trying to, like, do something nice. Like, why would you want to do that? It doesn't matter what conversation your sister had. Like, oh, I would have loved to do that too. Girl... We'll plan something else. My husband is taking me out. All right. So I think the wife was like the bigger asshole. But him saying he's not going to acknowledge his wife at all on Mother's Day, that is petty. That is Captain Petty behavior. And that's where he becomes the asshole. It's that kind of situation where someone has done something to you. Someone has wronged you. You're upset. You don't You don't retaliate. You're upset. You're upset. You don't retaliate. And then the one time you re- reta- retaliate, you go from A to 100. You know, you go from one to hundred and then you become the bad person because you have overdone it. That's, that's this case. So I think he's the asshole for refusing to acknowledge his wife, not for the situation itself. I think his wife is the asshole for putting him in that situation in the first place. I don't think he's the asshole because apparently this, this sister or sister-in-law has done very cruel things to him. Okay. And if I plan a vacation, I'm paying for it. And you know, you as my spouse know that me and your sister, we have a terrible relationship. She's crawling with me and you decide to invite her. And it's one thing to say, okay, they're coming. They get their room. But then we must now live in the same room, same space. So first of all, first of all, Disney apparently has very strict accommodation room. It rules. If you book a room for two, so if a room can only take four, for example, so two adults and one or two kids, and you then bring four adults and three kids, they're going to kick you out. So they're going to say no oh, wow. room okay. or keep the original reservation, right? So that rule has to be followed with Disney once you, you're going on a Okay, Disney so either trip. way, they will kick them out of this room eventually. Exactly. And so he might right? as well just be so you can't even. So he might as well just be sitting at home. I feel it is very unfair. Very unfair. Like, see, I always believe in... First of all, I think they're in their relationship, they're very divided. 
So if two are, if two should become one, they don't even have a united front, right? Because when it comes to extended families, you have to have a united laws, front. Man. You have to have a united front on how you guys want to tackle the issue. If not, those people know they will they will, they will eat you alive and they will take advantage of that division, yeah. right? Like so, I would say he is not the hassle, and she he doesn't he doesn't have to bankroll stupidity. Is his money? He was going to so yes maybe he shouldn't he should still have because first of all him saying he will not call text da, 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 is already a function that he's not going to be there so my husband will plan trip with me then decide that he's not going to be there because you must have your sister there be and your sister husband and then you will still want him to appreciate you on mother's day i'm sorry it doesn't really unless you guys sit down and resolve the conflict you can't pretend that everything is fine so it's, it's it goes beyond acknowledging mother's day because yes that can be acknowledged but it goes beyond it's not just about acknowledging or it's no longer about acknowledging mother's day it was a family vacation and he had all these surprises planned and everything got ruined with somebody that clearly they probably don't ever get along and they hate each other like it doesn't like what do you expect to happen raises rainbows and sunshine what 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 does she expect i don't think he's the asshole yeah but the question is and i i get i get valid point but the question is if he be asked for telling his wife he would not acknowledge her on mother's day for he that did, he question didn't, he didn't alone need, personally he didn't need to tell her he just needed to ignore her yeah 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 so like but that's not what happened clearly so like just for that like of course obviously it doesn't resolve the issue but i still think like eh, even if it's just happy mother's day Period. That's the only thing. It makes it irrelevant. It does make the entire Mother's Day thing irrelevant at that no, point. I don't think so. In in that moment, Mm-mm. I feel like I, I think like irrelevant. him acknowledging her on Mother's Day and being in the Disney room with her Mother's Day are two different things. He can send the text whether she replies or not, and uh, you know, and then leave them to deal and then have whatever conversation they need to have when she comes back from the trip. So wait, um, wait. Let me, let me. So wait. Mm. You and your partner are fighting. Or I mean, not like it's your birthday. That one's probably a different thing. You and your partner are fighting. Serious fighting, you guys. Things got ruined. You guys have not had that opportunity to resolve the conflict or issue. And then you want a happy. It should. I agree. You shouldn't have told her. You should have just ignored her. And then when they when she when she's back, they talk about it. He doesn't need to. It's like, oh, I won't follow you. You don't need to tell me you won't follow me. Just unfollow me and get the fuck out. Like, just so that's what I think. Because for me, in that moment, I don't think Mother's Day is is irrelevant. I feel the wife was very disrespectful to him, and maybe that's his own way of getting back at her because it means something to her. Yeah, I I I, I get it, and I get where you're coming from. But personally, I would still send the text. You know why? Like, let's say I'm him, I'll still send the text. You know why? Because when we finally inadvertently make up. I will still beat myself over the fact that I ignored you on Mother's Day. So, like, I would still send a message, Happy Mother's Day, wishing you a happy, hope you have a good day. That doesn't mean that when you come back, we would not sit down and resolve the issue. But I know that eventually we will resolve the issue, which means that I will still feel like a dickhead for not acknowledging your... It's like you have a bad day. Let's say you and I fall out. But your birthday is, let's say, on Monday. You and I fall out. You go for a trip we're all supposed to go for. I'm still going to send you a happy birthday message on your birthday. 
we might not be speaking on speaking terms then, but I will still send you a happy mother, a, a happy birthday text message because when we settle this difference, I don't want to feel, or even if let's say, and this is friendship is different from marriage, but even if let's say we don't settle, I don't want that. Yes, our friendship ended, but I did not even still send you a happy birthday. So what I'm That's saying is they have they have bigger problems. Yeah, they do than have Mother's bigger problems. Day. That's why yeah. I feel like in that moment, that Mother's Day message is not is not the most relevant thing. It might not be, but we don't know if his wife is someone that appreciates things like that. Which is why I feel, and I feel like she does. Which I is think why she does. That's why he's because he's, not, he's going to pain get her. her. Exactly. That's the. But you should know, oh babe, Adrian, wait. Let's be realistic. We're human beings. Forget that this is Reddit. If somebody you are upset with somebody and you are upset with each other, when couples fight, don't you know that? Like, yes, we want to be respectful, but everybody is trying to get back at. Like people fight in such a way where they are trying to one up the other person. I don't know if you understand what I mean. I get it, but you we. We can also acknowledge that that's not a healthy way to process. It's not healthy. That's why they have exactly. a bigger is, problem. Yeah, it's a bigger problem. Mother's Day. For me personally, personally, for me, that like just because we are having a fight doesn't mean that I will still go ahead and do something that I know would hurt you. It's different if like because you say, they are mature now. No, uh, yeah, probably, but it's different if you say like at least from my perspective, it's different if you say like my partner cheats on me and then his birthday is the next day. Okay, obviously I would not send him a happy birthday. That's a different thing. But I don't feel like this is that... Like, it's a big issue, but it's not that big of an issue. You both say I have rallied you up. Shall I energy has no, come? No, no. <laughs> 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 I have energy now. Before she was doing... This is how you put most of ginger hydro. This is how you ginger hydro. Bring out more argument. We don't play them without the face. Say, I disagree with you. I don't believe it. Hey, you say, Edro, Edro will come alive one time. That's why I'm the yin to your yang. Yeah, but um, I also see your point. Like, sometimes people fight dirty and just that's just the nature of their relationship. Maybe he wanted to do something that would hurt her the way she pulling her sister that he doesn't like or that has been cruel to him would hurt him as well. So maybe it's like, I need you to feel this pain I'm feeling. So um, if I'm looking at it from that perspective, he's not the asshole. If I'm looking at it from like how I would be in this situation, I would say just for that bit alone, he's the asshole. Just for, But his wife is the asshole, ass, asshole squared. You know, like she's like <laughs> way up on the list because... For whatever reason, I don't know why her sister coming, she'll put her sister coming on this trip above spending time with her husband and her husband trying to do this nice thing for her and their family for Mother's Day. That's weird. Yeah. And I think that just gives, I choose, I will always choose my sister, my sister over, over you. you. And there are some women like that that will be like, well, my sister, what do you mean? Like, I've known her longer than I've known you. And I feel like people that act that way are people that fundamentally do not understand what that level of partnership in relationship is. Yeah. Means. Because that means that she would always put someone in her family, like her sister, her mother, whoever above your own needs and that's not supposed to be the case because in a marriage you're supposed to put your spouse first before anyone else yeah because now you have, you have, you have formed a new family devoid of you and your sister too will put her own family you know more priority than you 
maybe may, or maybe not she could also be doing the same thing maybe they had this weird bond growing up as kids sometimes they do that and it's an unhealthy relationship i once had and this is not excuse but i once had someone tell me that she and her immediate younger sister were super close growing up and her mother started sowing seeds of distrust between them because her mother said that she doesn't want them to be that close that when they get married, it will cause a problem. But now, what she ended up doing is those two sisters hate each other's guts today. Wow, what kind of mindset is that? I don't know, it's weird. But yeah, that just reminded me of that. So yeah, the last am I the asshole for today is this. Am I the asshole if I don't change the life insurance payout from my late dad? You know what? Sorry. Real quick, before we go into this last Am I the Asshole, I just realized that when I was reading the other one, I kept... I don't know where this hitch factor was trying to sneak in from. I want to say honestly, and I kept hearing myself say, huh? Honest. I'm like, I don't <laughs> know where that's Nigerian, coming from. Nigerian, you embrace no, your accent. But like, I'm not even like from the Yoruba speaking part where they have the hitch factor. So I don't know where the hitch factor... I just... You speak just, to more Yoruba people. You have more Yoruba friends. Maybe that's That's like, true, actually. I do. But yeah, okay. On to the last question. Am I the asshole if I don't change the life insurance payout from my late dad and split 50-50 with his girlfriend? I am 31 yes. years old. But finish, <laughs> but finish I am 31 years old and my dad died in March after a long disease. He was my best friend and only family. It's been awful, but I got to spend so much time with him for which I am thankful. He also has a girlfriend of... Um, 20 years who he's always lived with she's been very caring during his sickness she has three adult kids and we have not been close until dad got sick dad was a very private person he never talked about money and him and his girlfriend didn't share finances he said to me once that all was settled but that me and his girlfriend would share his inheritance 50 50 if he passed away i'm leaning towards you now aisha we found the will from 2005 that says everything goes to me. I said we can disagree since it's old, of course. We can split the inheritance 50-50 like he said. Turns out he didn't have much to inherit. In fact, he had debts. One of which is money he borrowed from grandma. She is old and not well off. But we also found he had life insurances with specific beneficiaries assigned. One where me and girlfriend share a big sum 50-50. There would be money left over for us with all paid off to grandma. With all debts paid off to grandma and banks. There was also a second insurance for me, pretty big too, but it's it's given over time. So kind of like a trust fund. A third one just for his girlfriend, same thing, less money than mine. I could tell she was upset when she saw that I got more. I asked if she thought he meant that he meant that should be split too. And she just said, nope, that's what he wanted, I guess. This one is in your name and the other in mine. This was weeks ago. But yesterday she called, very rude, and said how horrible it is that dad hadn't split it all 50-50. Like he said, and all these papers must be outdated. She went off on me and said, we have to split everything 50-50. The amount is not crazy different, but splitting is deaf would... But splitting it definitely would benefit her over me girlfriend said i really hope we can agree splitting it is what dad wanted she also said she talked to grandma told her dad didn't really have any money so she's not getting 
any money back. That shocked me. Grandma is old. I said that I was not under the same impression. She didn't listen, haven't talked since. That will is old, and if all the insurance was for me, I might think that was old too, but she's getting a lot. That could have changed the insurances however, whenever he wanted. He was not confused when he was sick until the very last weeks. I want to honor dad's wishes, but me and her have very have different impressions of what they were. I also want grandma to get her money back, but I don't want to fight with the girlfriend. Am I the asshole if I don't split? I Actually, I've it. changed my mind. He's not the <laughs> asshole. <laughs> He's no longer the uncle. I'm no longer the asshole. Mm-hmm. And so this is not a this is a situation of I thought in the beginning it was like she didn't she's not going to get anything and he's getting everything. But this babe is the situation of he's she's getting something but not as much as the guy is getting. And then she's now telling the guy's old mother, uh, the guy that died's mother, that she will not now get the money mm-hmm. she's being owed so that she will have more money yeah. in the split mm-hmm. yeah that is selfish and for me i'm like this babe doesn't no you do not need to split 50 50 let everything just remain as is and there's something about so okay well two things right if this girlfriend and your dad had actually you know married because if they were together for 20 years and they lived together some courts will rule that and give her the benefits of marriage meaning that everything usually between spouses there's no like maybe recent will or the old will can be contested the wife would get everything from her husband's passing she becomes the automatic beneficiary not the children except the will except the mother is no more and then you know there's just the kids um except the guy explicitly leaves a will that oh this must go to my children more than it goes to my my spouse or wife i don't know why at that point in time your dad did what he did but i personally think you're not longer the asshole but because of the entitlement and because she's trying to pull a fast one to get more money and from the looks of it i don't think she's young either i feel like she's a she's an older person because they were together for 20 years and she right? has adult kids too so and she has adult kids like i don't even think maybe yeah i just really she's just getting greedy and you know like like just the mere fact that she wants to cheat grandma out of her she's debt like, of being repaid. She's basically like grandma is going to die soon, anyways. <laughs> yeah, I'm like that's not your that's not your call. That's not your call at all. Yeah, so I don't think he's the asshole. Um, I think first, okay, to your point, Aisha. Like even if they contest the, contest the will and they say like the 2005 will that everything was given to him, and they say she takes 50 percent. Note that he also mentioned that I'm not sure if this is a guy, but I don't know why I think it's a guy. But note that he also mentioned that the man doesn't have much to inherit. Like he's in, he has a lot of debt. Now, when it comes to the insurance, I don't think the courts can contest contest it because beneficiary because yeah. the name is there. Like one of them, it's clearly stated 50-50, right? Which is the big payout. 50-50. Another one the beneficiary is solely the son. This court can contest that. He puts his son as beneficiary. Then there is a third one that he solely has. Her only grip is that she doesn't, she feels like the son has more money. And I feel like she's a very stupid person for that because as a mother, I believe that her life insurance, if she has one, her kids will get more. 
because why would you not want to look out for your child? And it's not like the man didn't look out for her. There's a big one where she gets 50%. Then she has another one. So it's not even a matter of she's not going to be settled. It's a matter of greed. It's greed. It's greed. And then the fact that she goes to meet this man that she loved, that she lived with for 20 years, she goes to his mother to say, you are not getting paid. How much, how, how much did, how much did he possibly owe this woman that she cannot be paid? Because clearly the grandchild has said there is more than enough money in that first payout that we can, because both of them, they take 50, 50, right? Let's say it's a hundred thousand. Each of them take, um, 50 K each. Then let's say like grandma's money is 20 K. Each person can bring 10 K and pay grandma off. So that exactly. it's like equal because equal technically 50, the son 50, is not 50. supposed to be paying this, but let's say it's equal. Like they have, they will have more than enough money to pay her. It's the right thing money. to do. It's the right thing to do. And then he has another insurance that he can claim for himself and have a good quality of life that his father would probably have wanted him to have. And then she has money to claim. And he says the difference in the money is not like too, too much, but there is a difference. Like he gets a chunk and she, she doesn't get as much chunk as she as it gets but she still she still has money why the man did it that way and he did not put the extra two life insurance as the same amount we would never know because he's dead right and uh, so she should just take it like well you know maybe she's upset like i spent all this time with him i took care of him when he was sick and he still didn't give me the same amount as his son that's a fair grievance to have after being with someone for 20 years it's a fair enough grievance i think the man should have taken both insurance in the same amount but he probably has his reasons right maybe he felt like she's doing well she has money yeah i can, and leave, then I can son... leave a little more for my son yeah right because true. she whatever she has she would give to her children and not my son so let me make sure let me really make sure my my son, my son is, is going to be okay it's going to be okay and i feel like she should be able to understand that as well being a mother with children I think she should be able to understand that as well. And I feel like the man really must have really thought like she would be okay. When I first started reading the story, I thought it was going to be a thing of his, his will says everything goes to the son, like life insurance, everything. And she gets nothing except he decides. That's why they say always learn the full story before you pass judgment. Before you pass judgment. So (laughs) no, I don't think he's the, is the asshole. I think the girlfriend is the asshole. I think a little bit of greed has entered into her grief as well. And, um, I think, um, yeah, I think I don't think he should he should give her any more money or they should split his own insurance payout 50-50. I don't think that's a thing. I think they should do it the way it says like the big insurance, they split it 50-50, he takes his own insurance, she takes hers and they they pay his debts and call it a day. I think that's it. So, not the asshole. This was a really fun one. I really enjoyed this and mm-hmm. yeah. You're welcome. That br- <laughs> well guys i hope you enjoyed this as well that brings us to the end of our shits and gigs am i the asshole episode um i hope you enjoyed our hot takes you know let us know what you think about some of these um questions in the comment section um uh, we would love to interact and hear your thoughts on it so you can uh well just before we go aisha do you have anything else for our listeners Please, oh, follow us at Rogue on Learning. Listen to give, our episodes. Please, we're trying to quit our job so that we can leave. So that we can do this full time. Why are we here considering how can we give these people video content? You know, so you I know, can see our beautiful too. faces. You know. So, 
please support us interact with our content even if you listen to it interact with it so that we can know that you listen that's how we know you listen so interact with it send us messages leave us comments don't support us in silence don't support us in silence i take god and beg you i'm begging you <laughs> don't support us in silence so um yeah guys on that note um thank you so much for listening all the way to the end um find us on social media platforms at rogue on learning and um, you can send us an email at contact at rogueonlearning.com. And on that note, guys, we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.